Hi, everyone, and welcome to the In the Shoes of podcast, where I make it my goal to see life as much as possible from someone else's point of view. Just like we all have a unique heartbeat, every single one of us sees life only from our own perspectives. Think about it. Can you see and process life exactly as Elon Musk sees and processes life? The answer is you can't, and it applies to every living conscious being here on this pale blue dot. So there are a lot of families being separated right now on the U.S.-Mexico border, as uh, you are all mostly aware of. It is June 18th, 2018 right now, if uh, you happen to be wondering what I'm talking about at whatever particular time in space you're listening to this. Anyway, I bring that up because the person I spoke with in this episode is an immigrant himself. But it's not going to be an intense subject. This is actually a very light episode. But still, I feel like it's relevant considering what's going on in this day and age. And what I will recommend is that you check out General Chapman's Last Stand. And what is that? Well, it's another episode, podcast episode by Malcolm Gladwell in his podcast, Revisionist History. I think that it's super, super duper. Yes, super, super duper relevant in today's day and age, especially considering all the things that are going on politically and just things that are taking place in real time right now. Let's move on to the actually it is it's a lighter subject. I think you'll enjoy it. I was on the fly. It was in Montreal. It was in Canada. And I was in this place here. Let me look it up really quick. Ah, yes. Montreal. So you do a little bit of a hike. It's not really a hike, but you walk up to this place where it's it's really nice. You get to overlook the city of Montreal. And right there in front of the uh, facility, in front of the build, main building there, there's a piano, an old piano that's just outside for people to play. So, of course, kids go up and love just uh, playing on it and just random people which is great. I, I played on it too. And then there's this one person who went up to it and then started playing. And it was just kind of ridiculous because it was obvious that he had spent years honing that craft. I mean, it's it was just re- so obvious. And so I told him like, oh, wow, you should play some more. He only played for a couple of minutes. And I started talking with him and his girlfriend and finding out more about him and his story. And I found it fascinating, to be honest, considering where he he grew up, how he grew up, how he came to the States, how he got to Canada. Uh, and so it's, you know, a little bit rough, rough footage it was on the fly, it was done with an iPhone. But oh, oh, and also there is piano in the background from random people who may or may not know how to play the piano. But I hope you can get past that and just enjoy this short interview. Cheers. Uh, that has grown up in that situation, you know, in various places like that. So anyway, I started recording. And um, so what the, the podcast is called In the Shoes Up. And it's a perspective podcast. And it really is. The goal of it is to engender empathy and to engender just a greater understanding between people. 
And by the way, everyone, I met uh, William and Esther while I was. Well, William actually is a master pianist, but I was. And then I went and played some whatever, you know. But anyway, William, yes. um, can you run through your story again? How you were ra- like, where you actually grew up, where you were born, and where you were raised, and all that? Sure, I'll. I'll... I'll make it a bit succinct so that we don't stay here all night. Okay. Um, we, we have all night, was, though. At least until oh, my iPhone battery died. How much died. storage does your phone have? Yeah, <laughs> hopefully enough. Um, well, I, I was born in Syria, like I said, um, yeah. by the Mediterranean coast. Yeah. Um, a very traditional sort of family, uh, very ordinary upbringing. Sure. Um, we left when I was very young because my dad got a job in um, Kuwait. Yeah. And uh, so we just moved. And I essentially grew up there for... Uh, 11 years I, I was in Kuwait in Kuwait um, yeah. uh, went from Arabic schools to British schools sure uh, went through the British curriculum finished high school and then I went to the States to do my degree yeah. in electrical engineering oh really hated oh. it <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like, yeah. this doesn't sound like the BNS yeah. that I know well no mind. well yeah I, uh, no actually I, I was, I'm a very scientific person I actually really yep. enjoyed these subjects in school but sure. uh, I didn't like the um, I didn't like doing engineering so much unfortunately mm. and then um, halfway through my degree um, I landed in Canada with my family mm-hmm. went back finished my degree came back Sure. to Montreal my brother goes to Miguel um, I wanted to be near him so I came back sure. and um, fell in love with the city and decided to stay yeah. for now. and then um, worked in several fields I worked in uh, always in um, software but in different industries so I was in apparel and fashion kind of at the beginning yeah. then in insurance and I didn't like that <laughs> yeah and now I'm in um, digital advertising. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I have a baby grand piano, yeah. who I don't let anybody touch. Oh. Except for Esther. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, when at least Esther, right? When she's being yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only when she's being nice, right? <laughs> and, and what is your passion then? Is that your passion? Yeah, that you for want sure. To play the piano I've been playing, yeah. I mean, I started when I was eight. My yeah. grandfather bought me a little keyboard, uh, barely an octave. <laughs> Uh, of course. Big and and uh, I started listening to just random songs that I would hear on around and started playing them on the show. Sure. Um, so I just started like that, just listening and playing. And then kind of, my parents kind of um, picked up on that. They're like, oh, that's interesting. So they bought me a bigger one. Um, and by that time we were in Kuwait. And I only really honestly touched the piano at age 12. Yeah. And... Uh, and that was when I had first got um, moved first to a British school. Mm-hmm. That, that was probably one of the most influential transformations in my life. Sure. And the music teacher of the, my class uh, spoke with my parents and said, Doggy, this guy needs to take lessons. Yeah. And so... And, I mean, th- this was in England? No, this, no, was, this in was in Kuwait. Kuwait. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kuwait. Kuwait. Yeah. Okay. And he, he's English, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, I took lessons with him for... For the 11 years I was in Kuwait. Right. Uh, well, no, I was 12 by that, so like more than nine, nine years or so. Yeah. Um, had my first recital at 17. Yeah. At school. How did it go? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. I, I was actually okay. just, uh, like a week ago, I found the DVD. Yeah. And I was afraid that uh, it might get damaged and I might lose that forever. So sure. I, I, I ripped it and made sure I have a digital copy of it. And I was watching some Is of it, it online? 
It's not on. <laughs> no. Are you going to put it on? I don't know. Maybe I will. Please. Will. <laughs> Please do it. Uh, okay. You have, you to, you have to go through Esther for that. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll convince me. <laughs> Seriously. Esther, please. <laughs> and then I can then well, we can uh, send me a link and then I can uh, tell everybody on the podcast, like, what? here, go check out William and actually see, look out for William in the future because, you know. Do you know what? No, actually, you know, I'd love to. I'll take like a, because it's a, it's a long, it's like an hour and a half or so. Sure. I'll, I'll cut out bits and pieces maybe and put on YouTube yeah. and I'll let you know. That'd be perfect, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, the obvious question and what we were really before okay. I started even recording was like, so you survived, you went through, were you affected by the war then in Kuwait? Not really, I mean, I was 13. No. I didn't okay. really, I mean, I knew there was a war and everything, but yeah. I didn't, I wasn't really worried. And sure. um, at the beginning, you would hear sirens now and then, and it would it would be like, oh, is, is this going to be serious? Yeah. What the only really thing the only thing I really remember about this war is that we were afraid they were going to use chemical weapons. Sure. And so whenever we would hear a siren, it would we would gather in there was like a designated room in the house, and we we have we had taped the windows mm-hmm. so that nothing would seep in. Sure. And uh, oh. But honestly, that was maybe the first few days, and then once once the um, U.S. Army sort of pushed pushed inwards, we, nothing really happened. Gotcha. Um, yeah. It was, so you weren't completely wasn't so affected. By, no, 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 yeah, not really. Actually. But it was still. I remember thinking, "Wow, this is a war right now." Yeah, we're in a war zone. Yeah, um, and not many people have experienced that. Like actually, especially like in the states, you know. I mean, of course, the states is responsible. Uh, there's we're involved in a lot of not so good things, yeah. you know, and and good things too. But uh, definitely, there's some wars going on but we a lot of Americans don't actually understand what it means to be yeah. in that environment exactly. except for people who are actually you know in and the army I, and all I that. don't think I understand to be honest because yeah. um, I mean there's people who have actually been through a war where like right. the house next door got bombed or something well I mean talk about your um, country you were born in which in exactly which that's... is exactly what's going on back home but yes. I, I, you know luckily I, I, I didn't live through that um, I, yeah. you know I wasn't there when 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 it was happening so of course um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting republic. And also, Kuwait is a very small and a little... Um, it could be a very isolated environment. Sure. Um, if you go to, let's say, you come from an Arabic family, you go to an Arabic school. Right. You could live a very different life in Kuwait versus um, if you're if you go to an international school, meeting people from all over the place. Sure. So, um, it, Kuwait was definitely very influential on my, uh, uh, my development. Sure. In general, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I'm Syrian, but I'm yeah. a hybrid Syrian now. Uh, know, of course, yeah. I've lived all over the place. When I go back home, people don't, you know, they tell me you're not a real Syrian. <laughs> you don't smoke shisha. They tell me. No, seriously. <laughs> oh, like, really? They, yeah. So I've you're never, not a real Syrian. No, yeah. I've never actually smoked. And they, they you know, you they take a, British. yeah, 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 yeah. And you don't sound the same. Um, no, but it's, uh, it, uh, a lot of people live this life now. Uh, there's so much more um, immigration and traveling nowadays. I find that there's this, there's people who come from places, and there's people who don't know where they come from anymore. Right. And I think I, I kind of belong to that group sometimes. Right. You belong. You live in this world, in this on this yeah. planet. Well, I think the I don't know if that term is the official thing, but they, they I keep hearing uh, global citizen. Global say. citizen. Yeah. 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 Most definitely. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. No. Know? No. Not at all. Not it's at just all. a different. And was there, there any, what's the, is there a primary religion in uh, Kuwait and were you oh, yeah, well, influenced by it? 
Oh, not really. I mean, it's a it's a Muslim country. Sure. Yeah. Um, but no, not really. They let you. If you, you. I mean, I'm Christian, so we, we were let sure. to practice no problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's not as bad. So it's not as, like uh, a, there's not a lot of like a religious tyranny or anything like no, that. No, no, not really. You know? It's not as um, as conservative as Saudi Arabia, for example. Oh, gotcha. Um, gotcha. But no, it was just uh, it was a it was a rather calm upbringing, to be honest. Well, yeah. oh, I know some lovely um, Muslims too. Like I've, oh, you know, for just sure, like for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. I have no no problem with. Is for me, a religion means um, you know, if it does help you, then and whatever your faith is, it's a that's great as long as you're not messing with other people's lives exactly. and like believe exactly. that. Yeah, it's your business. It's your business, yeah. precisely, yeah. precisely, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, how was it changing though? Going from, I mean, Syria, Kuwait, and then you went to England. I know. I went to the states directly. Actually. Oh, you went to the states directly. Yeah. Oh, I thought you. Oh, but it was just the English teacher. That's right. Wow. He had a very, he had a substantial influence on. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, so when you went to the States, how was that your first, I mean, and going to Philly too. The food too. was different, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, people hopefully said... Hopefully you didn't go directly <laughs> to McDonald's, but... Well, no, people said, oh, you culture shock. I wasn't really culture shocked. Yeah. I was food shocked. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Understandably. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it, it, I did, and I didn't really cook much when I was, when I was um, at that point in my life. Um, yeah. So I think I really suffered from that. I, yeah. I, I was used to homemade sort of Syrian food and then I went to a very different environment where nobody cooked for me and I needed to figure it out oh, and wow. like um, yeah cafeteria food is just not it's not the same yeah it so was, you're saying you don't like story. a lot of like really processed food with a lot of just nah. an ingredient list that you can't really pronounce or no, it's, yeah it's just a lot of yeah I remember food was the number one problem for me yeah and then it was too many exams and quizzes <laughs> well, that was an interesting thing because in the British curriculum, you, there's an exam at the mid-year and then at the end of the year. Sure. Maybe yep. you get the odd quiz, but that's it. Right. In the States, it was like, it's like, welcome to uh, uh, Circuits 101. You have a midterm next week, by the way. <laughs> so we haven't said, you barely said hello. I mean, right. what are you going to test me on? Yeah. There's a lot of that. Um, yeah, it is. It, it was a beautiful experience, honestly. I mean, yeah, cool. there's things I didn't like, there's things I loved, but... Of course. Um, just like any... With just like anything else. Any culture, exactly. any nation, there's exactly. things that are great, things that are not so great, exactly. right? I mean, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, was, it was my first time across the Atlantic. Yeah, sure. Uh, it was, yeah, I, I have very good memories, especially my very first week, yeah. like just landing in the States. Yeah, where did you um, land? Directly in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So just, in a big yeah. jacket because I thought it was going to. Be, Kuwait is one of the hottest countries in, sure. in the world, and so I thought it was going to be really cold going to a, like a Western country. So I had this sure. big, thick jacket, like end of August, and the lady at the airport, the officer goes, "Why? Why do you have a jacket?" <laughs> <laughs> really? And I, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, and I thought it was cold." <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, is this a trick question? I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And then you ended up, and then you decided to come to Canada after. Yeah. Well, after so um, th that's a whole other story, but okay. I essentially became a permanent resident while I was still studying. Sure. And when I graduated, my brother was in Montreal. And I thought, okay, enough traveling. Because I had done a lot of traveling by then. And I thought, yeah. okay, I want to kind of settle down in a, one place. My brother was here. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I, I'm going to come to Montreal and see how it is. Yeah. And then here you are. And how long ago was that? 
five years ago now. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, this is and, home then, uh, right? Well, I guess so. Um, I still don't like the winter. No. I really no. don't like the winter. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know if... I don't know how bad they get in, in Austin. Well, I, no, in Austin there's barely any winter. Barely, okay. Yeah, and uh, it seems like for the past couple of years I keep on moving over to L.A., like Southern California. Because okay. I, I love it. The weather out there is like every day is perfect like every, this, Yeah, exactly. much. It really day, is. Yeah. And you have surfing and you have mountains, but that's why it's so crowded and expensive. Yeah. But no, Austin... It's very hot in the summer and then very mild winters. But I grew up in Nebraska, so I understand oh, that it's okay, very cold, okay, okay. you know, no, in the no, winter. So that's the only down. But then the worst summer comes and erases all your memories. It does. Yeah, it, it does. And then it comes back and you keep doing this. Yeah, do I know this. that cycle. Yeah. So let me ask you one last question. This yes. is how I end up uh, end every interview. Please, yeah. So let's... Um, I want you to imagine yes. that you're walking through. Have you ever been to Hyde Park in England, in uh, London? No, I don't when think you so. go to London, go to Hyde Park. It's a beautiful, beautiful park. Okay. But let's say you're walking through Hyde Park in London. Okay. All of a sudden, you were just transported there somehow. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you see there is an alien spacecraft that you see, but no one else seems to see it. Everyone else is frozen in time. Yeah. You have to bear with me here. Okay. And out of this spacecraft steps. An alien, but it looks like someone that you know, like, um, it looks like Angelina Jolie for some reason. Okay. We, nobody knows why. They were just, they've been studying, you find out that they've been studying the planet Earth. Okay. And they just, they take on, like, these characters that they see on these, like, television screens and all that. Okay. So they're, and, but they, they uh, are actually a journalist from another, uh, another galaxy, another planet. And they're here, and they ask you, so we're, we're doing, like, studies of, of different planets and all that. We don't really want to make a big hoopla, uh, a big scene or anything. Okay. We just want to find out because we want to report back to our home planet, right? Okay. And so he wants to know, or she actually. Okay, Angelina, remember? Angelina, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to know, Yes. how is it that you actually, how would you describe humanity? What does it mean to live life on the planet? How do you see this world? Wow. <laughs> what a thought experiment. <laughs> um... To describe how life on the planet is yeah. to the journalist. Um, they know nothing about us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think I might I might ask them I might flip the script on, on Angelina and be like, like tell me about how it like a bad time in alien land. And she might describe to me some and I'm sure. like, okay, tell me about good times and she'll tell me about something in the alien world. Sure. And I'll say, life is both. That's how it's like. It's like sometimes it's the other one, the first one, and sometimes it's the, the yeah. second one. That's how it is. And I think she'll she'll get it. You have to see, know your audience. Yes. <laughs> you have to speak their language. Yes. Right? Yes. Very good. Yeah. Yep. I think that's what I would say. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And that's that's the first um, answer I've gotten like that actually. Oh yeah. What do I've people usually say? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm curious to, to to know. Um. So one, and this is was an interesting uh, interview in in and of, of itself. Yeah. But she was like, well, I would first just take them by the hand and I would take them on a walk. <laughs> And, wow. and she was I like, I would guide them to, like, I think it was maybe, I can't remember exactly how it was, but maybe like a dead frog or something like that. But she, the way she put it was beautifully. I'm going to butcher it if I try to explain it right okay, now more. Okay, okay, okay. But it was really like, wow, oh, that's really beautiful. But this also was like very good. It's clever because it's like, you're trying to relate with them. Like, no, tell me about one of your experiences so that I can actually tell you 
and relate it to how yeah. life on this planet is. Let me tell you something. If if an yes. alien came down and spoke with me, I I might do a lot of things, but I definitely wouldn't touch the alien. <laughs> right. I don't what know. If, I don't, don't want to get some weird skin disease. <laughs> this Angelina alien. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> she can go on walk herself to see the frogs. I'm just gonna keep my distance. <laughs> That's great. That's the best way to end the episode here. That's cool. And we'll leave off there. So everyone, thank you so much for joining and for listening. In the coming weeks, I'm going to have some more heavy hitting episodes with where we'll we'll talk about gender, we'll talk about race, uh, we'll talk about defining your authentic self, finding your authentic self, etc., etc. There is so much more to come. Uh, some interesting folks on the way who I have had or will have the pleasure of interviewing. Hey, thank Until you so much time. for checking out this episode of In the Shoes Of. If you like or don't like the podcast, feel free to leave a review or reach out to me. My email is jnickel42 at gmail.com. Can't promise you I'll get back to you right away, but I'll definitely try and get to it. Anyway, thank you so much for checking it out. Until the next time, see you later.